Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And it is Travis Rogers. It is Alex Sliwa. Travis and Sliwa is on for your Thursday. We're here each weekday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. We begin nine hours of L.A. Sports Talk all day long. Or if you're a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, it was the NBA championship taking place in town. Now, see, that's Travis's southern accent. We enjoyed that on the show yesterday. We also enjoyed Slee talking about his time off now that the Lakers season is over. But you got you start turning around like 7, 7.30 at night. And I'm like, so uh, what do you do now? <laughs> right. Like what, what, what happens from here? Aw, oh, Slee, we can FaceTime at night if you want to, keep you company, tell you about my day, you tell me about yours, I'll say hi to Lady Slee, could be nice. What, what, what's on TV at 8 o'clock at night? Let's get to it, Travis and Slee, with your Thursday right now. Yeah! Uh-oh, my voice Uh-oh. cracked, that's not a good oh, start. Man. That's not a good, I'm under pressure, I'm it's under pressure. show over. I, I, well, we, you may have to do the show by yourself. I'm just telling you right now that you need to be prepared. Go to commercial break. Let's start over again. I want a new yes. Uh, is it good that my little uh, Comrex thing here died three times in the last 30 seconds? So just just saying, you might want to be uh, you might want to be prepared, Al. You're going to need a uh, a nice like a two hour monologue for me to get up there in time to do the show. So be prepared. Love, How are you feeling today? Love Morales' idea about FaceTiming later. Just. I, 7 30 8 o'clock rolls around and just shoot him a call right <laughs> just shoot him a call how you doing how was sure. your day how many meetings were you in today what's going on for live imaging coming up this upcoming tuesday i would love <laughs> love but only if trav if you join in on the uh, not on interested well. not no not not interested you you guys need to uh, spend some time together okay, give me a, give me a second let me just <laughs> let me explain why you should be on the call all right um, I don't really have that much to be honest with you. I think you're probably better off. Not I was probably better off enjoying whatever you were going to do. Well, I was I was getting ready for the sales pitch. I was sitting down. I was getting ready to come up with my reasons to continue yeah. to say no, and you just punted without even an opening statement. That was literally was a interesting. Com- a complete downfall in my presentation. People <laughs> left. They took the free coffee, and they're like, "This idiot." Well, your PowerPoint didn't even come on. Your your lap. You forgot to charge your laptop. And you went to. And I don't have on. my charger. I don't have my charger. <laughs> and you didn't bring your charger to the presentation. So basically, said, "Hey, listen, enjoy your Palm Springs weekend. It's on yeah. the house. Yep. I don't even have a presentation for you. Can you come back tomorrow at eleven when I charge? I, I need to go to Radio Shack and get a charger. Going back to the sales manager. That went really good. Um, I think we I'm got telling him leads. he wasn't there. I think there's a good chance here. I think there's a good chance here. Oh my goodness! So, you, you, are you getting any more comfortable with your time off? Are you 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 starting to kind of lean into the the end of the NBA season for you at least, as far as your work schedule goes? All right, I, I got a. I want to break something down for you here, real quick. Okay, so hopefully it's better than your presentation for why you jump the call. It might not be. It might not be. <laughs> um, yesterday, what are we doing here? No. 
Taylor, this isn't. I feel Zastro like this is Zastro. Like, yeah, this isn't. If, Zastro the, if we're if we're dipping no, into Zastro territory, I don't it. think it, I want to hear it. And by the way, at 10 a.m., <laughs> that's not Zastro. That's, should be there. Should be a rule. Zastro doesn't come until 11. After 11 a.m., <laughs> yeah. give people a chance to wake up and get their morning started. Yeah, there could be a kid late okay, to school. So he doesn't need to know about Zastro. I could be an investigative reporter. Okay. I could be an investigative reporter for the entire offseason. So, Taylor, if you have something investigative reporter-ish. I-team. This works. Not bad. Yeah, this works. Almost like an unsolved mysteries type of thing. sure. Okay, so here's what's going on. I don't know if you guys know what's going on. But yesterday, I'm on YouTube for a quick second. And once I got on YouTube, and no, this isn't a nuclear thing or anything along those lines. Okay. Did you realize what is going on in Bel Air? Do you realize what's going on? Bel Air, California. Did you realize what's going on? Other than rich people enjoying their lives? No. Okay. Put that one to the side because this is like ultra, ultra rich. Okay. Uh, We we all know about the one, right? Do you know what the one is? I don't think I do. Emily, do you know what the one is? The highway? Okay. That's one one guess. It's not the highway. Uh, The uh, 1%? That's not a bad guess as well. Guys, there is something going on that we all got to be incre- incredibly vigilant about because it relates to all of us. The one is a 105,000-square-foot home that is still in the process of being built in Bel Air. Okay. Nice little place to lay your head at night. The home was supposed to be sold, the one. It was estimated to sell for $500 million, which would have been the most expensive sale. How much do you I have think to put down history. on that? Well, if you put, <laughs> you want to avoid uh, PMI. You want to avoid <laughs> sure. the PMI. If it's your first house, you're yeah, probably going to get PMI house. anyway. Yeah, but yeah you're yeah, probably going to. <laughs> okay. So you want to so, get at least above 20%. I, okay, so I start going down the rabbit hole of, and I've heard of this home before because it was on 3.8 acres, and they're, they're building a 105,000-square-foot home in the middle of Bel Air. <laughs> so I guess apparently the guy who owns the property, who eventually, you know, the idea and the concept was, I'm going to build this bad boy and I'm going to sell it for as much as I possibly can, and you and I have seen uh, housing prices in Southern California, not exactly the most uh, affordable at the moment. Not at the moment. Not at the moment. Or ever. <laughs> it went up for auction. He couldn't make his payments. Did you make a bid? Did not make a bid. <laughs> went went um, went up for auction, and some dude got it for $126 million. Who's the dude that got it? I don't know. Some guy that runs uh, a fashion company called Fashion, what the hell is it, Nova? Do you know what that is, uh, I, Emily? Do you know it, it, if it I've has heard of Fashion Nova, yes. Okay. I don't know what it is. No. I wear so, hoodies and So and a home that was supposed to go for $500 million, uh-huh. just sold for $126 million. Is the home add, built? Is it, is it, is it 95% gone? built, and you couldn't get enough money. You know, he owes all these creditors and everything else, and there's, uh, I think, one specific company that's maybe 80 to $100 million that has invested into the home. Okay. Um. So it went up for auction. Now we're going to see if the uh, court eventually lets this thing go through. I spent two hours on this thing yesterday. <laughs> Legitimately two hours. Easily two hours. Actually, two hours might be – I might be underselling this. I spent a lot of time on this thing. So um, I don't know how we're going to do this, but I'm, I think maybe a group of investors. It sounds like a steal to me. It's supposed to go say. for five. 
went for a buck twenty six. And uh, it's still not officially approved. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> like you said, let's put together a team. Yeah. Everybody just chip off, I don't know, let's say like a half a percent of our, our weekly checks, and we'll have the money in no time. We'll just we'll be able to buy that in, you know, 100 million years or so after we put together you know why? the down payment, we're ready to go. You know why this story is important? Hit me. Because... That was day two of the offseason. I, I was just going to say, Al, I, I yep. think that I, yep. I went from being excited for you sure. to being really worried about you. Like, yes. in, the, in the amount of time it told you to tell me that story, I went from, you know, Al's going to really enjoy the offseason. He can that's get correct. outside. He can go for some hikes. He doesn't have to burn the candle at both ends. He doesn't have a show that starts at 10 a.m. and then another show that ends at 11.30 p.m. He's going to have some time to live a normal existence. And on day two, you're going down the Internet rabbit holes. Dude, three, you need you need join a bowling weeks league. Ago, listen, join a bowling league. You don't understand go, what's going on. Train for three a marathon. Weeks ago, it was supposed to go for two ninety five. <laughs> the fact that it came all the way down to one twenty six. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. So I I, I set that up because at eleven. I'm going to go watch some more stuff on this, and uh, you can figure it out from 11 to 11.30. Start, start streaming Yellowstone or Better Call Saul. or So you, you need you need to do something. Get, you, you've been very disciplined in your Lent. Um, what, what, Kim, help me out with the, the vocabulary here, Slee. When you give something up for Lent, you are doing what exactly? Sacrifices. There yeah. you go. Sa- the, the sacrifices you've made for Lent. Um but you need you need to channel this discipline. You need to channel your focus into things far more productive than two-hour internet deep dives on Bel Air properties. Let's put this to the side for a quick second. The home has a club as well. I'm sure the <laughs> Bel Air community. What doesn't it have? I'm sure the Bel Air community was extremely excited that a club was coming into their residential neighborhood. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Although with a 3.3 acres, you could probably set off bombs and no one's going to see it or hear it. It's, it's probably absolutely fine. I, I need, here's, here's what we need to do. Yep. Uh, 877-710-ESPN. I need you folks to weigh in and give Slee some hobbies. I need, I need you to kind of come and help Alan out on what he's going to do with his time off. Because when, when does training camp start, Slee? Like September, mid-September-ish? Uh, I think late September. Late September? Okay, last so year, I want to say last year was like September 27th or something like I'm that. I'm worried about you. I, I yeah. care about you. Mm-hmm. I want you to be, I want What's your mental date? health. What's the date right now? Today is the 14th of uh, April. <laughs> you, you've got a ways to go. And I'm worried that you're going to be, you're going to go down nuclear war rabbit holes. You're going to go down uh, property rabbit holes. And I don't know what else is coming next. But you, you need you need something to do. Get Dodger season tickets. Go to the Dodger game every night. I mean, Get Angel season tickets. Go to the Angel game every night. You need something to do. There still isn't even a certificate of occupancy on the home. I mean, just think about that. <laughs> that hasn't even been approved yet. I can, I ask, can I ask you guys both a question here? And this is a... I don't know what this is with really expensive homes. Why is there so many bathrooms? Does anybody have an answer to that? <laughs> well, if you're in the, let's say you're in the parlor, and in, in, in my imagination, this house is like a Victorian mansion. From There's the 21 30s. bedrooms. There's 21 <laughs> okay. bedrooms. How many bathrooms do you think there is? Oh, it's uh, uh, 50. That's pretty close. 42. Yeah, yeah it's usually Why two to one. Why is there 42 bathrooms? In, in crazy houses like that, it's usually two to one. You have but what's the, like, the concept? I don't understand the concept. Well, they're rich. They eat a lot. They, they don't want to have to go for a long walk. If I'm watching something in the parlor and I don't want to walk all the way to the powder room, it's probably a 20-minute walk. I just I I need something right there next to the parlor, and maybe somebody else needs to use it at the same time. So let's put two of them in there. Three. Let's put together. Let's basically build a Staples Center restroom inside the house. Five 
thousand square feet. Wall of urinals. <laughs> just, just instead of having them out throughout the entire house, just get like a Dodger Stadium trough and put it by the front door. There, there's a lot of workarounds. How on many this thing. cars do you think in the garage? How big is that? Hundred thousand square foot house. Yep. Um. So I'm just kind of. That's like bigger than a Home Depot, right? That that's that that is a huge, huge. And I'm being, I'm being literal I, here. But I I love that Home Depot is where you went. It's, yeah, well, I'm it's, just thinking it's of a Costco. Yeah, it's a Costco. Yeah, a Home Depot, a Costco. It's the size of something like that. So uh, I'll say you can park 30 cars in the garage. It's a 50-car garage. Yeah. Well, sure. You're not buying a 100,000-square-foot house and then putting your Prius you next club. to your Subaru. You have a club there. <laughs> well, yeah. Where, where are the people that are going to the club going to park? Mm-hmm. they got to park somewhere. You can probably make money on this deal. Charge them 25 bucks a car. Okay. All right, last one, and I know people are like, Alan, shut the hell up about this house. Um, the square footage of the master bedroom, mm-hmm. over 5,000 square feet. That is bigger than a really, really big, big house. Yeah. 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 A 5,000 square foot house is a monster. And to play Zastro music because <laughs> well, I said that, how big this is, is the appropriate. master bedroom. Now it's appropriate. Right? Unbelievable. Zastro, is it him? Is he the is he the owner? Did he put in the 125 mil He might have done it. He might have done it. Why not? Let's do it. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All right, so Clayton Kershaw, seven perfect innings yesterday. Uh, We're going to ask Oral Hershiser about that. He's going to join us at noon coming up today. So we'll get his thoughts on what happened yesterday in Minnesota. It's the Dodger home opener later on tonight. But did Dave Roberts make the right decision in taking Kersh out of that game? That is next. It's Trav and Slee. Trav and the property brother Slee on ESPN 710. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's time for some Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. So the big story yesterday, Al, was Kirsch, right? And he was just brilliant, just brilliant. Seven innings. 13 strikeouts, no walks, no hits, no errors. He was he was perfect through seven. And then Dave Roberts took him out of the game. And yep. we'll get to whether or not that was a collaborative decision in a second. Uh, and most of baseball internet went crazy. Well, you know, how could you do this? How could you do this? And I get it. I, I mean, it would have been fun to see him go for it along the way. Um, I think Ireland brought this up yesterday when he was on with us towards the end of the show. Um, and, and I think it's the very best point that you can make about this. Look, I like the de- – I shouldn't say I like it. I understand the decision that the Dodgers made. I understand it, and I respect it because it wasn't an easy one to make. That being said, the very best argument to leave him in the game yesterday and, and see if you could pull it off and get that perfect game, you needed to get six more outs to get it done. And I haven't heard enough people say this, but I think John mentioned it yesterday. It may be the very last time we ever see it. We may never, ever see it again because we haven't seen one since 2012. Felix Hernandez threw one uh, August 15th, 2012. Felix Hernandez, Hall of Fame player, just terrific, terrific player. Um, 
But Clayton Kershaw having the final perfect game in the history of Major League Baseball would be, would be, uh, you know, it, it would have. What's the word I'm looking for? It would be a perfect ending to an era of baseball, and it would be the right guy to have it. It would be perfectly appropriate and and, and pretty, beautiful almost, that the best pitcher of his generation pitched the the last perfect game ever. Because, look, we see it, right? We're going to see it with the Dodgers this year. You're going to start to see a situation where you're going to get four or five pitchers in every game, that a starting pitcher will be the dodo bird. It'll be something that we don't even talk about anymore because it'll just be we'll have 15 pitchers on the team, and they're all going to pitch three or four innings every three or four days. That's how baseball is headed. That's the way it's going to go. It always kind of changes the way the long way. And that he could have gotten the very last perfect game, I think, is the very best argument to have left him in there, even though I understand why they did it in the first place. So, the, the listen, the logic of it, of course it makes sense. Yeah, sometimes you just kind of look at something. and Serendipity, that's the word I was looking for. That's it. Thank you. Th- I'm a little is, slow today. <laughs> there is um, – there's the, the logical side of things in anything you do. Sometimes you just look at it and it's like, look, on paper, this is what you're supposed to do, and I have my reasons why. Nobody's arguing with that. It is April, and Kershaw is coming off uh, an injury, and Kershaw is he's not 25 years old. This wasn't Walker Bueller on the mound. This was, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of just straight logic that makes sense why taking him out after seven innings makes an incredible amount of sense. Yeah. At the same time, I, I still think that you can be a fan there and, and sit back and say, like you just mentioned, or you mentioned how John talked about it yesterday, who knows if there's another crack at this thing? Who knows really that you're, going to be. you're 80 pitches in and you're already seven innings through, right? And maybe maybe the right thing to do was, let's put let's throw Kershaw out in the in the eighth, and let's see what happens. If, if this is a, hey, this guy just threw six pitches and he's out of this inning as well, um, and, and now you're maybe more apt to say, well, let's pitch him in the ninth. Maybe he gives up a, a base hit or he gives up a walk within the first six, seven pitches. Whatever the case is, uh-huh. I think it's the unknown. That's the part that let's I just, get it. If, if you put him in the eighth, can we just see what would happen from there? But okay. nobody's wrong. Nobody's uh, wrong for yeah, I don't logically, think wrong logically saying let's take him out. So I guess the way that this went down is after six innings, he was close to the number that they had in mind for him. And he went to Dave Roberts and said, hey, give me one more. Mm-hmm. Give me one more. Let's just see what happens. And he went out there and he got through the seventh inning perfect as well. Three up, three down, right? At that point, and this is the – I'm going to back up here a little bit. The vitriol directed at Dave Roberts does not make any sense to me at all. Because Dave Roberts did not make this decision in a vacuum, just like we talked about at the playoffs last year. Well, how could Dave decide that we're going to go with an opener and then we're going to use It's like, stop, he didn't. These are things that are done collaboratively, and I think yesterday was a collaborative decision because when Kershaw came off the mound after pitching seven innings and the Dodgers started to club all those home runs, right, he's yep. in the dugout and he's laughing, he's got his hat off, he doesn't have it, it's 40 degrees. He doesn't have a jacket on. He's sitting there. He's got a big smile on his face. He's enjoying the moment where they're hitting home runs. He knows he just pitched 70. He wasn't looking to go back out there. And and the the, the conversation that he and, and Dave Roberts have had, no one was dropping those breadcrumbs like, listen, man, I tried to talk my way. He's saying all the things like, yeah, I would have been loved to have thrown a perfect game, all the things that we heard in the last couple of days. We'll play something for you here in a second. But he was done. He said it. He said my slider didn't have any bite. It was time for me to come out of the game. This wasn't something where he's like, look, man, it's out of my hands. Why are we hammering Dave Roberts for this? 
Clayton Kershaw decided to come out of that game just as much as Dave Roberts decided to take him out of the game. Well, I think, I think it's – first of all, I'm not surprised by it or shocked. No, I think of it's, course not. It's, it's the same people – that go after Dave Roberts in any situation, any predicament over the last couple of years are probably the same people who are going after Dave Roberts in this situation as well. So I, that to me isn't the bigger shock. The, the thing that I would say, um, if you take a quick step back from this, what was lost in everything that happened yesterday, Chad, Chad what was lost? At, that he uh, pitched his ass off. That he pitched seven innings, didn't give up <laughs> yeah. a run, had 13 strikeouts right. it, it, within 80 pitches. I think that's what, what you – what we want to walk away with now, now that the dust has settled, now you got a chance to hear a little bit from Kershaw, now that everybody has explained their position, Austin Barnes talked as well, I think that's the key is, wait a minute, this dude we haven't seen in a little bit, um, he comes in and in 80 pitches takes down the Minnesota Twins like they don't even exist. I'm not saying that's how he's going to be all season, but no. that's a damn good sign that Clayton Kershaw had the uh, had the morning that he did yesterday. Can I just build a case as to why this was the right decision and all of the factors leading up to the decision? And I get it, it's a disappointing decision, but it's the right decision. And here's why. They had a very short spring training. It was far shorter than usual. Okay, Clayton Kershaw himself said yesterday that that was part of it, that he didn't touch a baseball for three months, and all of a sudden you're in spring training and now you're trying to extend guys, only you don't have enough time to do it. He was in the fifth spot in the starting rotation. Okay, that's their fifth game last night. Clayton Kershaw pitched for the first time. He's at least at the start of the season the fifth guy in the rotation. You know why? Because he was the guy they wanted to take the most caution with. He's the person that they wanted to be the most deliberate with along the way. Clayton Kershaw missed the playoffs last year. Do you know why? Because he was done. He had an elbow injury, and they couldn't get it fixed in time, and he missed the entire postseason. You know what else happened? Clayton Kershaw missed two months during the 2021 regular season. So he had two separate moments during the season last year where he had arm trouble and couldn't pitch. They need to move heaven and earth to try to keep him as healthy as possible. And these ideas are, well, no, just pitch him and then have him skip the next starter. He's going to go down anyway. These are not good reasons to try and torch this guy on the opening game of the season. I get it. I wanted to see it too. But I completely understand the decision to take him out. And you're right. This is a guy that is in his 35-year age season, and he just went out there and diced up a major league yep. team in 40-degree weather. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was an incredible performance, and I, do, I, I get the disappointment, but the anger involved of it, it I'm complete, it's completely lost on no, me. I'm okay. I don't, I I don't like, get I like, it. I like, I like the anger. Anger to me right now at this stage <laughs> is is good. I want more you anger. Know what, yeah. You know what's going to happen? What's going to happen? He, look, he's going to miss time this year. Mm-hmm. It, 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 he's missed time, I want to say, five years in a row, right? It, he's going to have a period of time where for four, five, six weeks he doesn't pitch. He's going to have a, a finger, an elbow, a shoulder, a back. So, something's going to come up. And it's going to be, see, this is why they should let him try to pitch a perfect game back in April. I'm with whoever that guy is, I'm with him. <laughs> that was you. I don't know who that was. <laughs> that was my sleep impression. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Sliwa is going to be on the radio at 10 yep. o'clock. Hey, Trev, they should have seen. He's going to miss time anyways. Clayton Kershaw's on the I.L. He's going to miss time anyway. Why didn't they just let him pitch that perfect game? Because it doesn't work like that. They're trying to make sure that he's as healthy as he can be at the end of the season. Can I tell you something? There is is no (laughs) – that's literally Rocky. That's Rocky III. Rocky's got a little more slur. Rocky's kind of just – 
a little bit slower than Kershaw. Can, can, I, can I tell you what? There's a balancing act in sports, okay? And this is up to the manager. This is up to the franchise. But there's a balancing act. You don't have opportunities like this come very often. So you're not wrong about the reasoning of taking Kershaw out. But I think there are a few opportunities in sports where something special can happen. And I'm going to use this as an example because this has happened in the NBA before. Kobe had dropped 60 through three quarters. But your squad was up whatever. I think Lakers were up over 20, 25 points or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. So do you then take Kobe in the fourth quarter? I think Kobe had more than Dallas through three quarters, right? Kobe on his own had more than the Dallas Mavericks through three quarters. Do you take Kobe in a blowout and say, hey, Kobe, go put it on these guys for the final 12 minutes. Go see if you can get to 80. I'm just using that as an example. How many times has that happened before in the history of the NBA? Well, only one guy has been in the 80s. Wilt had 100. Kobe had his 80. A few people had 70. And then you got, you know, X amount of guys that were in in the 60s. Sure. We see it in the NBA where a guy is dominating, but then is taken out. I'm going to just use that as an equivalent of what Kershaw was yesterday. My my only thing is – you just don't know when an opportunity like this is going to come again. You just don't know when an opportunity like that is going to be in front of you, and you, you almost feel like it takes away from an incredibly special moment in the world of sports. And I'm going to go back to what you just said. You're not wrong with your logic. Of course your logic is right. You're, you're very well argued, but you know what else doesn't come around very often? chance to win the World Series, and that's what they're trying to do too. I, I'm, not, I'm not throwing any cold water on his his – Attempt at a perfect game yesterday. I would have loved to have seen it. But Doc Rivers said, we got bigger things ahead of us. Clayton Kershaw said, "We're this is an individual thing. We're going for a team thing, and we need to make sure that I'm healthy. We need to make sure that he's healthy. We need to make sure that we're playing long-term because the Dodgers need another World Series in this run, Slee. They do. And, and I really no question that. I, I get it. You're right. But, I mean, but, I don't, no. and, and I really don't think they can do it if Clayton Kershaw is not a part of it. I really don't. I think if, if we saw what happened last year, and I know it was him, and Urias didn't pitch well, and Bueller didn't pitch well, Max Scherzer was unavailable. It was an entire collapse of the pitching sure, sure. Uh, uh, rotation at the end of the year, but they're going to need him. He, he might not have to throw nine innings in a playoff game, but they're going to need him to start and get them through five or six innings of those games. They're, they so, need him. So he's the only one that you can sit here and really make an argument. Because if, if I sit back and I say, okay, well, Trav, wait a minute here. You're going to say on April 13th that now all of a sudden your chances of winning a World Series is going to go down because Kershaw went from pitching 80 pitches to 95, and this is the reason why they don't win it? He might be the only pitcher where you could say, Al, he was out. You, you saw Twice. him just get injured X Twice. amount of months ago. Yep. This is his ramp up to come back. Because if it wasn't Kershaw, I'd probably be sitting here saying, this is ridiculous that because of that situation, you think that they don't now all of a sudden their chance of winning a World Series are less. If it were Walker Bueller in those shoes yesterday, we're having a different conversation. A guy that has not had arm trouble, a guy that has been and is young and strong and ready to go, it's a different conversation than a guy that's had a lot of trouble over the last few years and is at the back end of his career and not right smack in the middle of That's the right argument to make. Yeah. Right? It, like, it, that's because if, if we're making a case, if Julio or Bueller are in that position or situation. Julio would be a different one. 
because he's already on fumes. You know, it's I, I do think that the who was out there would make a big difference. If it were, you know, and this is probably not a perfect example, mm-hmm. if it were Trevor Bauer, you let it roll. You let it roll, right, and see and see what happens. But Kershaw's had so many injuries. There, there's a bunch of phone calls on this, Al. We're going to get to those coming up. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Would you have let him roll? Is the World Series more important than letting Clayton Kershaw take a run at the eighth and ninth innings yesterday? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Today is one of those days out where I feel yep. like I should be on the golf course, having a few beers, hanging out a little bit. It's basically perfect outside right now. I just I, I feel like there's the, today's one of those days I'm I'm looking out the window, feeling like I should be out there doing something productive, it's namely it's, drinking. Honestly, it's funny you say that because <clears throat> I'm the same way. I look outside and I'm like, man, I could close the blinds so easily right now, get back on YouTube, and really just have the proper atmosphere. Close all the windows, right? Start doing a little bit more investigating on this 105,000-square-foot home with its 42 bathrooms. Get a realtor. Make a, make a, yep. a, I'm calling about the one. I wanted to see if you might be interested in taking my action on getting in on the one. They have to be hiding something in that. Only A big house like that, you have to be hiding something. Your money. You could you could hide <laughs> you could hide so much stuff in that house. I don't think it's I don't think it's a uh, public storage I don't know. unit. Could be. I, I Can I tell think... you something? Take one bedroom and furnish it. I've already gone bankrupt. <laughs> I filed for Chapter what? Eleven. One Try bedroom. To put a car into the garage. 
right? It, it, just any of that thing. It's just bonkers. Just incredible. I I, I think you got. Can, can we I'm get the new? Can we get the new owner on the show? Yeah, right. I'd love to talk to him about his latest investments. So we're worried about Allen here on Travis Lee because after just a couple of days of not having Laker responsibilities, he's gone on two-hour deep dives on the internet. We need to find him. Some I did hobbies. a pregame show yesterday for the Pelicans <laughs> and the Spurs. That was a terrible basketball game. I know. I know. That, you know what it was? It really you know was. What it was? <laughs> it's kind of funny. It was a nine freaking ten matchup. That's what it was. It was the ninth best team in the West that was nine ten games below five hundred. And it was the Spurs who were twelve thirteen games below five hundred. It was a bad it's bad product. Is it Willie Green? Is he the coach of the Pels? I think, is that who that is? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So so he was saying, and I get it. He, it's his first year as a head coach, and he's got his team one win away from getting into the playoffs. I understand. I like him, by the way. I, like, I do, yeah. too. Yeah. I, I, he's, he's done a good job. That's mm-hmm. My point is not to say that Willie Green is a bad coach. My point is to say that after the game yesterday, Willie was like, hey, we're on to something. Easy, Willie. <laughs> Easy. You're 10 games under five hundred. You beat a team that was 11 games under 500. Can we just hit the brakes on the we're on to something thing? You're not even in the playoffs yet. Well, if you lose to okay. the to the Clippers uh, in, a, in a night or two, you're going to be let, out let of me, the playoffs again. Pump the brakes, my friend. I'm going to do the best I can to justify the playing tournament. All okay. right. Certain franchises, you kind of look stupid if you're in it. The Lakers would have looked stupid if they were the number. Well, they. Not as they stupid look, by not yeah, being right in by it. not making it. Yeah, that part's true. That part's true. But you see, what I'm saying like like the playing tournament was not supposed to be for the Lakers this upcoming season. That wasn't the idea and the concept. These other squads that are in it, I know the Clippers are in a different situation because of their health. Or Minnesota actually was ten games over 500. What the NBA wanted is working perfectly. Bro, there's Charlotte, Atlanta yesterday. The Hawks front row is Nelly and Ludacris and. Jay-Z, and there were people actually there watching this game thinking, hey, this is kind of cool. The the get teams, get cities excited, that whole thing makes sense, but the product of basketball was a number nine versus a number ten. The East was actually, even though it was a blowout, those teams were, at, were They're better teams. 500 over They're 500. Teams. Yeah. The West was it's awful. Greg Popovich looked like he'd rather be anywhere else. I agree. <laughs> Pop was like, like, when does... What's going on with hey guys? Uh, what's Sliwa's schedule? I want Sliwa's schedule. <laughs> what about that house that's got called the One in Beverly Hills? If you or uh, Bel Air, have you heard about that? Okay, let me tell you guys about that. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Uh, Raul in Orange County has an idea for you, Slee. He's here to help you. What's up, Raul? Hey guys, so I know Sliwa's a big uh, poker fan. There's a poker player named Antonio Esfandiari. His nickname is the Magician. And that's what I think Sliwa should get into, some, a little magic. Everybody loves 100%. the magician. <laughs> yep. They're always the last of the party. I think that would be a good one for him. That's that's good. Great, Thank you. Great Thank suggestion, Raul. Yes. Hey, pick a card, Slee, any card. <laughs> Slee's walking in with a top hat and a cape, a deck of trick cards, and making the glass float in the air while he pours then, it into the pit, the water into saying, the pitcher. And then I'm saying, was this your card? And they're like, no. I'm like, God dang it. Okay. Thanks, guys. Um, we'll be back next week. I thought when he started that, he was going to say, you need to start playing poker. He That's what I thought a, he was going to say. A gambling like, habit. <laughs> I, I thought he was going to say, hey, there's some big poker tournaments coming up. you got to go out there, and you got to uh, just kind of show what you got on the, the – forget the online poker. <laughs> Let's try another phone call here. Let's go to Riverside this time. And Howard. Howard, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Howard? 
Howard. All right, let's not try it's Howard. Let's go to Huntington point. Beach instead. And Paul in Huntington Beach. I Paul's going to be there. I'm not worried about Paul. What's up, Paul? Hey, you know, if you're talking Kershaw and Dodgers, i got to check in with you. I had a what feeling. What a hell of a day yesterday, right? I had a man? feeling. What a heck of a day. Listen, Travis, if we're going to see vintage curve of Kershaw, and that's what we saw yesterday, that he was as freaking good as he was in 14 and 15. I mean, he was filthy. And if I got that version of Kershaw for 80 pitches at a time, run him out there for 30, 35 starts, and, and, and let's go win a World Series. I mean, you can't screw around with it, dude. I mean, it, look, Kobe was sat not going into the fourth quarter. You know, Flea talked about that. Kershaw is injured. This is a non-issue. The dude came back, looked good. We got to keep him right for as long as we possibly can. Um, Dave Roberts made, did the right thing. Kershaw was great. I mean, it's all good. And by the way, winning three out of five on the road the way they did in Minnesota, pretty good start. Looking forward to tonight. See you guys. Thanks, Appreciate Paul. it, Paul. Um, Trav, I think, I think we came to a conclusion. If it was anyone other than Kershaw, I think the chances or the likelihood of saying, bro, here's the ball, go finish this thing off. Yeah, and, see what and, happens. And if you get hit in the eighth, you get hit in the eighth, we'll take you out. I think that that's – I, I think that's the – I think what as much as people wanted to see – and I'm one of them. I'm going to continue to say this. I want to see Kershaw come back in the eighth inning. I think what what most people have in their mind, it's the situation, it's the predicament. They're trying to separate that it was Kershaw and he's coming off the injury. They're trying to say uh, if, if it was any other pitcher, give him the damn ball, let him come out in the eighth and – yeah, that didn't happen. Clayton Kershaw is not going to pitch like that 35 times a year. All right, but to Paul's point, that look, they got a great start, and you're going to try to get something close to that as often as you can. They're going to need him healthy in October. If the Dodgers don't have a healthy Clayton Kershaw who can give you five innings of two-run baseball or whatever it is, look, you're not. If you get this, it's gravy. It, it, it's above and beyond any reasonable expectation. But you're going to need that guy to take the ball a couple of times in a seven-game series. You're going to need him to do it. If you don't have him, you're in big trouble, and you're coming off a season where you didn't have him. You're coming off a season where you didn't have him in the postseason. You're coming off a season where you didn't have him for a couple of months during the regular season, and they're playing the long game. It's super disappointing that we didn't get a chance to see him to give it a shot yesterday, but it's also the right decision. It can be both of those things, right? It's in, when, when you saw him walk up the tunnel to go to the, the clubhouse, it's like, ah, damn, he's not going to come out. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I totally, I totally – and he got it. If he'd walk up there with flames coming out of his ears, Slee, we're having and a different conversation. Well, then he would have pitched the eighth. We're, right. We're, exactly. Of course he would have. Had he said to Dave, no, I'm not coming out. I'm going back out there. If you want me to come out, you're going to have to tackle me on the steps. I'm going back out there. He would have gone back out wonder, there. That's not wonder, how it went. I wonder, too, for Kershaw, if it was just – it seemed like it was no problem. Like a very easy decision of like, guys, I'm out. We hit the he pitch count, it whatever out. it was. But I, I wonder, didn't have I just, bite on my pitches. It was time. He said it. I wonder as he's walking off the mound in the seventh, if if there's a piece of him saying, well, let me just go try the eighth. Here. Maybe. I mean, you know, <laughs> maybe let me just go see yeah. what happens. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, mentally, I've got these batters incredibly confused. You know, maybe by that percentage, I could just get it, out of this. That's a thing. really good point, Al, because I think. It's in, look, nobody knows what would have happened, right? It's, it's the great unknown. You just don't know. But had he believed, listen, I'm ha- I am channeling something that I haven't felt in years. Mm. There's not a chance somebody's hitting me. I'm going to go through these next two innings and 20 pitches. 
I'm just telling you, you got to run me out there. I think he would have said as much. But when he says something like, my slider had lost its bite, it was time yeah. to go, you know what that probably means? His slider had lost its bite, and it was time to go. <laughs> That's probably what that means, right? That if, yeah. any, if anybody knows what his stuff was better sure. than he does, I don't know who it might be. When I'd say, look, my slider doesn't have its bite, it's time to go, means my slider doesn't have its bite, and it's time to go. The, the biggest thing to take away from yesterday, Kershaw pitched seven innings, Lights looked up. fantastic. Um, you know, obviously only took him 80 pitches, 13 strikeouts against the Twins. That's, that's you could say, the biggest thing to take away from yesterday. People still want to weigh in on this. You can do it. We're going to do it on the other side. After we do, hey, did you see? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Not gonna lie, I'm a little worried about what Taylor has for us. It's been a rough time. 16 years in a row, no playoffs for his basketball team. His baseball team nearly gets per- perfect hitted by the right. uh, old man of the Dodgers. Nearly, okay, nearly. Taylor? You yeah. all right? I'm good. All right. It didn't happen, so I'm good. <laughs> Close. <laughs> all right. Did yeah, you? Taylor, see? Taylor was like, "Take him out. That take him out. No, this is <laughs> take him out right away. He threw 80 already. <laughs> Got to save Kershaw, right? Yes. That's right. Did you see that Doris Burke voted for Marcus Smart for Defensive Player of the Year? So her reasoning was, it's a perimeter-based game, and for far too long we've given those grinders, the Marcus Smarts, we haven't given them, rather, their due. I said I'm going to give the best defensive player on the best defensive team my vote. So when I heard that quote, I automatically read it in her voice. (laughs) So who has a voice that is so iconic that you can't help but read their quotes in their voice? So for me, and and this yeah, is got a, one a super homer answer, mm-hmm. but at the, every time, and he just got hit with a lifetime achievement award too, and it's Vin Scully, mm-hmm. right? Like you just you can be just have the TV on and you see Kirk Gibson's home run, or you see Fernando Valenzuela throwing his no hitter, Clayton Kershaw throwing his no hitter a few years ago against the Rockies, and you can hear it, and and every time you see a, just a picture in the newspaper or on the internet of Vin Scully, you can hear his voice. I. I I miss him every single day, and certainly during baseball season, uh, I, I, I miss his voice, and you get the it's time for Dodger baseball. But for me, there's nobody like that other than Scully. A lot of times I read quotes, and Shaq's involved. Oh, perfect. I'm talking like Shaq. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That if I – he does his – Can what is you dig it? The big podcast, whatever he does. <laughs> And there's been different times we've used some of his, you know, his work or his quotes in his podcast. And every time I read the quote, Emily will send us, hey, read this, whatever. I'm almost doing the Shaq voice while I'm doing it. Shaq is one for me. Barkley's kind of the same thing as well. I feel like Charles Barkley has a very similar one. And then just to go with what you just did, Chick Hearn. Um, 
any quote, anything about Chick Hearn, I'm thinking of his voice in the back of my head. Shaq's awesome answer for that question because the the mumble, the deep voice. The, oh yeah, Kenny, you don't know nothing about what big men do. It's just it's it's terrific. You know another when he keeps about, going at Barkley, how many rings you got? I was watching Sports Center the other night, and they were yep. showing some highlights from uh, a soccer league. Sure, and sure. Messi had a Wonder couple where of you're goals. Going with this one, <laughs> and I could just you know I didn't see any of the quotes, but hey, mom, mom, I had a hat trick. That's how everybody to... now thinks of Messi. Well, it's because that's what it, we all kind of envision, right? That I had a hat trick, and I want to go to Pizza Hut, and I want to get ice cream, and I want a toy from the vending machine. And I don't care if I have homework. I'm not going to do it. I want to play video games, and you can't stop me. Okay, That's next question. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that a Minnesota family has been dubbed the world's tallest by the Guinness Book of World Records? So the family of five has, has an average height of six foot eight. Did height... Damn play a factor when you were dating Al I'm, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go no and I'll tell you why I didn't target women that were a lot taller than me right like I was I was strategic with my game plan <laughs> um, it would have been a little weird if she's taller than me and then she's wearing heels so I just wouldn't target so any, it did play a factor yeah women. Yeah, but did it play a factor? It, it would have played a factor if... But if you're specifically choosing women that are not taller than you, it, it absolutely is impacting your decisions. Okay, then, yeah, it played a factor. <laughs> then strategically, it played a factor. I, for, for me, not so much because I'm, I'm tall. I, you know, I'm not, like, an NBA tall, but I'm, I'm taller than most people, um, and most women are, are shorter than I am. Um, but every once in a while, you'll see a woman that's six two or three, and it's like that's kind of interesting. I never ran across one in you know in my dating life. I'll give you this one though. I was I'll give you and Emily. I want you to weigh in on this too for a second. My daughter uh, is very tall. She's six feet tall, um, and she is a very significant height bully. Like she she cannot go with somebody that's five seven or five. That's just a non-starter. That uh, it is to be at least as tall as she is. Emily, is that is that a thing for women? Yeah, I mean, I have gone on dates with guys that are shorter than me, and it just turns out that it's just a part of you that I just wasn't as attracted to him. And I think it's probably like a, a collection of things, obviously, that I that I put, took into account. But height's a big factor, especially now because we on the dating apps you can put your height on the dating app, so guys will like always fib a little bit about how tall they are. But yeah, on so, the dating apps you can say like, yo, you're. But if they're five six and on the dating app, I'll probably swipe left. <laughs> so like, I think sorry, I, I, I five think it, six. It's a tough one. That's my I, height, and I, again, I can't. They can't be that much shorter than me. I think that works for both ends of it, right? Like, I right. think for a guy, too. I think a guy is not – I mean, typically he's saying to himself, okay, well, no, I don't want her to be taller than me. And definitely I feel like girls are but, the same way where they're saying, I don't want them to be shorter than me. Taylor, let me ask you this. Taylor's the tallest among – you're 6'5", right? Yeah. Okay, so would you date a woman that's 5'3"? No. It's, it's the, the gap is too significant? I prefer a taller woman. Like how tall did they need to be? Six feet tall, or six is fine. Yeah, you're, well, but you're li- there's not a lot of six feet women out there. Have you been to the South Bay? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing minute. volleyball. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah, look, if you're going to the uh, volleyball tour, you're going to have yeah. a, a lot of a lot of opportunities. But if you're just walking around on the street, raising some athletes there, Taylor. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but height really does affect how you view someone, and it's not fair because no one can really affect it. Right, but it does change how someone's viewed. I want I want to throw this in there real quick because the Minnesota family. What did you say? Six seven is the average. Six eight. eight. Six eight. Sleek, correct. You, you'll you may know this. I want to say Stephen Adams of the NBA has something like 16 yeah. siblings. Like yep. his dad, I, th- I think, has had 16 children with a couple of different uh, relationships. And I want to say that everyone in the family, women included, like there's nobody shorter than 6'4". And there's 17 of them. And then you got a couple of, of, of seven-footers like Stephen Adams in the mix. I don't know how the uh, New Zealand Adams family isn't at the, the top of this list. They're probably pretty close. Yeah. He's got a sister that was a two-time Olympian. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, and, uh, and the first thing I actually thought of when you said when Taylor brought this up, I thought of Stephen Adams. Me too. There's a photo of the Stephen Ad- Stephen Adams family, and there's not that much of a difference between Stephen Adams and some of his siblings. And, that's and he's the, six. And he's seven feet tall. Way. He's huge. Yeah, he's huge. You got one more, Taylor? I do. Did you see that it's National Dolphin Day? So <laughs> my my apologies. <laughs> Go out to the Dana Hills Dolphins, but is the Dolphin the least intimidating mascot in all of sports? It might be. Yeah, it, it's the the only reason I like Dolphins, but as far as intimidation factor, not not even a little bit because they put like little kids in pools with dolphins to soothe them. So they're a pretty docile creature, but at least it's specific to the region, right? Like you're not going to find the Tulsa Dolphins. You're not going to find the uh, Topeka Dolphins. you got to be kind of coastal, and, and that's a good way to go. I think Pally High is the Dolphins. Dana Hills is the Dolphins. So regionality, sure, but intimidation, it's it's a pretty weak choice. Yeah, I'm trying to think here. Like, you'll have the Pelicans. Pelicans. Pelicans you'll are have mean, a, though, right? A Blue Jay. Like, there's there's certain kind of whatever. You could say birds. Cardinals. Orioles. <laughs> Orioles, Cardinals. Yeah, right. A dolphin is just uh, yeah. Nobody's gonna okay. walk in intimidating with a dolphin. In defense of dolphins, they do kill sharks. Like they are creatures that are violent. Creatures they're very intelligent. They're, they're intelligent and they're violent, and they can when uh, certain types of dolphins. Like the dolphins I saw this weekend, those are some badass dolphins. Like they had scratches all up their bodies because they fight with squids and stuff. Like <laughs> I don't know. There are some dolphins out there that are that are uh, aggressive, but not the little playful. Put dolphins some respect on the dolphins. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm here in defense of dolphins. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Taylor. All right. Uh, Kershaw got taken out seven perfect innings yesterday. We're going to run that by uh, Oral Hershizer. That's coming up at noon, but people still want to give you some more uh, hobby suggestions, Al. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee. Yeah, come better than magic. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, you and a, a, a red uh, silk top hat? I, I'm, I'm just going to go hiking. It. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go hiking. That's just I'm going to play golf. No, I'm going to go golf. That's what I should go do. Let's go right now. Emily, you do the last two hours of the show. We'll go, we'll go play a little golf and have a few beers along the way. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.